Hello, everyone. My name is Aaron. Um, I'm a grateful member of Alcoholics Anonymous from South Carolina. Um, I was asked to speak here tonight on what it was like, what happened, and um, what it's like now. So I'm just going to give a brief history on, you know, what it was like. Um, I, when I, when um, my alcoholism began, you know, there was, um, there wasn't many consequences in the beginning. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say that it was all bad, you know, starting out, but um, as my alcoholism progressed, you know, I began losing jobs and uh, family members and opportunities because of my alcoholism. And, um, you know, it, it be, began to be not so much fun anymore. And, um, you know, lots of people begin telling me, you know, you, you drink too much, you're, you know, you're always partying, you're having, you got way too much time to get messed up. Like, you know, maybe you have a problem and, you know, I never really listened to anybody, you know, but um, looking back, I really remember a lot of people telling me that early on in my drinking career. And, um, you know, I, I never really took their, um, their advice and, you know, I continued to use in my disease it, um, just continued to spiral out of control. And, um, you know, there was many, um, outside issues that became a part of my alcoholism too. Um, and you know, many of those begin to, to land me in jail. And, you know, I, I remember sitting in inside of a cell and remembering, like, how did I get here? You know, like, what happened? Just looking at my life and some of the opportunities that I've had that I, um, you know, left slipped through my hands as a result of my drinking. And, I was sitting in jail and remember thinking, you know, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to, I'm going to change my life. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to get back on my feet and I'm, I'm not going to use or drink and I'm going to get a job, you know, and I'm going to get back on the right side with my family. And I remember getting out and um, at this point, you know, I was, I was homeless and didn't really have anywhere to go. And um, I, I went to an ex-girlfriend's house for a couple of days and then I jumped on a bus in Salt Lake City and went to the homeless shelter downtown to try to find a place where I could stay. And um, I wasn't using at that time. And I just remember a friend looking for a job and a friend um, had just got a job as a, uh, a road sign worker like holding up the stop or the slow sign. He told me that he could probably get me a job. And so I rode with him and, um, you know, I put the application in and, you know, on the way back um, to his house, you know, he, our spirits were high, you know, and he started talking about wanting to celebrate. And I was like, nah, man, you know, that probably isn't a good idea, but um, 
it beat the idea that he had, which was um, to use some some heroin, right? And um, so I had the counter idea to use um, alcohol and to just get a tall boy into drink. And, um, you know, before I know it, <laughs> I'd take that drink. And, um, you know, three days later, I'm, I'm right back where I, where I left off when I went into jail, you know, and I told myself I wasn't going to do that again. And I feel like that's like one of the first times I really started to realize, you know, like I didn't like, I couldn't control it. Like I thought I could before, you know, and, um, you know, things went on and, um, they got really bad, you know, I, I finally had closed all my court cases and was, you know, free and off of probation. And um, not even, you know, a month later, I got pulled over with possession and I was right back in the system. And I knew like, you know, I was, I just knew that like I was either going to die or I was going to end up in prison for a really long time. And so, you know, I jumped on a plane and um, saw some refuge with some family out of state. And, um, you know, that's where uh, my recovery began to take hold, you know, and um, I tried really hard for a while to stay sober. And um, I made it four months in a program before I relapsed. And um, this time I overdosed. And when I overdosed, you know, um, I just, I knew I was gonna die and it was it was such a helpless, hopeless feeling. Like I knew I didn't wanna do what I was doing anymore, but I didn't know how to do anything different. And so, you know, thankfully I'd, I'd met some sober men in the rooms out here and um, they they plugged me into a, a, a big book boot camp kind of recovery. And um, I went there and uh, I really started to learn why I do what I do, you know, but it still didn't take hold, you know, and it's not until recently, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of try to skip forward past, you know, all of the, uh, what it was like, you know, I mean, we all know what it was like, but my moment of desperation, you know, where I really realized like this this thing is going to kill me. And there's, I, I just felt like there was nothing I could do about it. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I met a man, you know, here in South Carolina who was visiting and, um, he, he started teaching me and suggesting, you know, that, um, inside the big book, you know, it talks about there's one who has all power that one is God. May you find him now. And then on page 55, it talks about, you know, um, deep down inside of every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And, um, you know, it began to, um, it began to help me to seek and to understand that, you know, there's, there's a God seed within me that I've lost touch with, you know, and let me back up just a little bit, you know, because I'm skipping ahead, but what, what I had to come face to face with was whether or not I'm an alcoholic, because for years I've come to these rooms and I would say, I'm an alcoholic, 
because everybody else says that, you know? And because my mom told me I was an alcoholic, my brother told me I was an alcoholic, my boss said, you're an alcoholic, you got a problem. And I never really asked myself that question. And I continued to pick up white chips. Um, and it wasn't until I began to ask myself, you know, if those um, two questions asked um, in the big book apply to me, you know, if when I want to, um, can I honestly quit? Or if when starting drinking, I have little or no control over the amount I take, then I may be an alcoholic. And it wasn't until I really sat with myself and got honest with myself and was able to ask myself those questions that, um, you know, I was able to accept that, you know, as looking back at all my experience, my history proves that I, I, I'm powerless over alcohol. And that when I take a drink, you know, an obsession beyond my mental control is set off and ignited. And as a result of that, I'm placed beyond human aid. You know, for a long time, I thought that somebody could save me, you know, and um, today I see it different. You know, I look inside myself and I see that, you know, there is a God seed inside of me, you know, and that God loves me, whatever that power is. And, um, when I when I was able to ask myself honestly, you know, if I am an alcoholic and I was able to surrender to that and accept that and, you know, take ownership and responsibility of it, that's when my life re really began to change, you know, and um, it was a real it was still really hopeless and a, a sad feeling, but I felt like, you know, a relief by accepting that and um from that moment forward, you know, I begin to uh, seek the power, seek a power greater than myself. And I feel like a big difference that's really helped me and changed me to gain a conscious contact with a power greater than myself is beginning to look within myself. And, you know, for many years, I looked in churches and, you know, groups and social gatherings. And I always, I always felt like there was something missing and something lacking. You know, but more and more I've, I've learned that um, the power of God, I feel like, lives in each and every one of us. And um, that's where I've had my greatest experience with the power greater than myself is looking inside of my own soul. And it hasn't been easy. And, you know, I've made lots of mistakes, but um, it's given me the ability to take responsibility and accountability for my life and to move through the rest of this work you know, to the best of my ability, you know, I've gone through the steps more than once. And, um, you know, I feel like it's, there's a deeper surrender each time I go through the work, you know, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And there was a long time where I thought I had it all figured out, you know, and the longer I've stayed sober, the more I've come to understand that the less I know, the more that I'm able to grow. And, um, you know, I really love to incorporate the set aside prayer into all the step work that I do with myself, with my sponsees in the group. I just feel like it really helps me to, um, maintain that conscious contact with a power greater than myself and be an instrument you know 
and be of service to those around me, you know, and, um, you know, what it's like today is just, I feel like I have peace today. You know, I feel like there's a, there's nothing that is worth me putting a drink or a drug inside of my body today. You know, it's not gonna help or fix anything that may be placed in front of me. And, you know, every day I just try to um, open my heart and my mind and just show love to other people and accept the people that, you know, maybe on the outer, the outside of the, um, the groups, you know, the, the outsiders, the outcasts, the people that, you know, don't get the love and the attention, man. I try to do my best to, to just love everybody equally, you know, because it's like when I first got to the rooms, you know, there was, I just wanted to be loved and accepted for who I was, you know, but I didn't love and accept myself. And I've learned, you know, today that, you know, it's it's got to start with me, you know, before I can love anybody else, I have to be able to accept and forgive myself for, you know, the person I was in the past. And, you know, I have to understand that I make a choice every day to try to live a different way of life, you know, and I'm not perfect by any means. I make plenty of mistakes, but today I feel like the difference is I'm able to accept my mistakes and do my best to learn from them and to, um, you know, observe them and dissect them and sit with them and meditate and do my best to, to gain a deeper understanding of how I can um, change and apply a greater understanding in, in my life so that I may be of greater service to, you know, the creator and everybody else on this earth, you know, inside these rooms and outside of these rooms, you know, because we're all humans, you know, we're all worthy of love and we all need that love especially in these times you know it's the planet is in a a dire state you know and um i want to be i want to be the change that i want to see in this world you know and i'm just i'm grateful for aa for planting that seed inside of me and giving me the tools to look with inside myself and to to clear away the wreckage of my past and to do my best to right my wrongs and you know, to help another still sick and suffering alcoholic. And um, that's, you know, it's, I really start to understand what the old timers mean when they say, you know, that, that I owe a debt I can never repay. Because it's like, I feel like I've been given a second chance at life. Like I've been given a new life, you know, without the mortal death. I feel like I've been given a brand new life. And, you know, I, I want to continue to do my best to, to honor and cherish that and never forget it, you know, because, I mean, I could be dead. And, you know, that's not to say that that still can't happen, you know, but I just, I really want to hold that in a sacred space of gratitude, you know, because it keeps me um, willing to, to learn and to serve. And, um, I don't know how I'm doing on time. Uh, I feel like I've talked for about 10 minutes. I don't know that I have, but I feel like that's about all I 
I would like to share tonight. You know, I'm really glad to be here. I, I want to thank Bubu for inviting me to, to speak in this meeting. Um, I want to say hi to Pej. And I want to thank everybody for allowing me to, uh, to share and be a part of this meeting. And um, I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so grateful for the chance and the opportunity to, um, to serve. And thank you all very much.